Welcome into the Section 109 podcast. Here in Studio C, the home of Whiskey and Modelo. I am so excited to bring you this episode. Uh, Breezy is out of town. Jay is out of town. And so with me tonight, which you'll get in the morning, we've got the folks from the 423 Soccer Pod. Jim, Shelly, and Shabby, welcome. Three of the four. So excited to be here. Wow, you guys sound really excited. We miss you, Todd, by the way. Yeah. We are. You gave us alcohol. Of course we're excited. Of course we gave you alcohol. This is the Section 109 podcast. I mean, it just makes it that much easier to talk about the things we want to talk exactly. about. Hey. <laughs> All right, guys. I have uh, a little bit of a show doc. It's behind me. Uh, so avert your eyes. And one of the things that we did uh, in our last, in, in the Section 109 podcast last episode, we, we did a full scale women's season review. Um, we were we were a little hard at times. Uh, we were we were Fair. pretty praiseworthy at times. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end, we kind of did some grades for the season, both on the field and off the field. And I just want to jump right on in and start with some grades. So I've got mine up on the screen for you to see right now. Uh, on the field, are we starting on the field or off? On. On the field, I gave us a two out of ten. Twenty uh, percent. I ground. I I, ra- I grounded up. Grounded up. I I graded up uh, for our sixteen point six seven percent of they points. Just drove it down to the ground. Yeah. A, yeah. I'm also yeah. going to grade you on your uh, record keeping because we were really one one and seven, sir. Uh, yeah, but playoffs. <laughs> I know. I just hope we can win a game. <laughs> so uh, let's. We, won a game. we, we did win a game. One. We did one game. Yes. Yes. Uh, and we drew games. So I I gave us a, a two out of ten on the field strictly for like points gotten uh, that were available. And I am curious to see uh, where you guys stand. I think I wouldn't be quite as harsh. I may be more of like a three out of ten because there were some moments of brilliance, right? You saw those sparks. You saw moments where they were putting together plays, where they were making opportunities. And also, I I feel like I want to give some allowance to the fact that this was a last-minute venture. Like, this was a team that really had no time to gel. Like, they had two weeks of practice, and then they were right into what was essentially a five-week season, and it was done. Like, yeah. there, there wasn't time to build everything that needed to be built for really good performance. So for the time that they had, I, you know, I, I don't think it was quite as bad as, as you think. You, you seem to, giving it a three out of ten with some, some qualifiers, though, you kind of approach it from the same angle that I did, which was like, Look, the, the the points that we got are the points we got, mm-hmm. and here's the grade. But also, there was a bigger thing going on here, and it, the circumstances of year one. Absolutely, absolutely. So, I mean, if if we were just to like compare them to any other team, say how did they look on the pitch? I mean, yeah, it was it was pretty bad. Three out of ten. That's my score. But uh, you know, we'll have more to say about this later as we go into the categories. <laughs> okay. What do you think, Shelley? Oh, I'm 100%. I was thinking three out of 10 as well, because you and I both know well, or we're well aware of how hard it was to even get to the point of having our coach and then our players and the things that went behind the scenes of it. So for those that aren't aware, Shabby and I are both part of the Women's Advisory Council. So we helped do a lot of the behind the scenes things with some other great women, as well as Jack and Jeremy to kind of get the season up and going. So it was a hard season. There was a lot we struggled with, but we did have some moments of greatness. Um, Fouling is winning. Fouling is winning. And we had some really great fouling that I consider a win. But, yeah, I would go with a three because we didn't 
come in dead last. And that was my goal for the season. If you go back and listen to our podcast, I said it would be a successful season if we had more people in the stands and we didn't come in last. And both of those were winners. And the stretch goal was get to the playoffs. Yes. And, hey. and, yeah, and I said if we made it to the playoffs, and I don't care how we do it, by hook or by crook, we made it to the playoffs. So three out of ten, I think that this sets us up really well for a spectacular 2023, in my opinion. Jim? Yeah, I don't. I don't think I can be. I I think I'll agree with you, Matthew. I'll go. I'll go with two. I, you know, I uh, I saw from the first four games, I saw consistent improvement from the rhythm to Alabama FC to to North Alabama SC to the second Alabama FC game. I actually would probably say the second half. I think it's the second half of the Alabama FC game is the best I, th- I thought we played. Where we got that that early corner kick early in the second half. Yeah. And, and I bet mean, that we were clearly the better team the yeah. entire second half. We were unfortunate that we didn't get a second one in that game. But then we just fell apart. I mean, I, I, you know, I was really, after seeing those four in a row, I think of consistent improvement. We went to Tennessee, or we hosted, I believe. We were, we were at home against Tennessee. Yeah, and that game was just bad. I mean, it was. It was bad, and then so I, I I give us a I give us a two again. I I'm glad we didn't finish last. We made the playoffs. We, even if all teams would have participated, we were still in the playoffs because we finished fourth. Yeah, um, there's plenty of caveats to that, and I don't you know. And I think I've said I said on our on our pod several times that I'm incredibly proud about um, the women and how they perform, how they represented the crest both on and off the field. Um, but yeah, performance wise, it was it was rough. Okay, well, let's transition to off the field then. Uh, take take what happened in in those uh, nine matches of ninety minutes. How do you think we did uh, off the field in twenty twenty two? I'm I'm pretty pleased in general. I mean, I, I'm speaking from a place of some ignorance. I have to admit because I was traveling for a lot of the season, so I didn't see everything. But from what I saw behind the scenes, from what I saw on social media, they were, the experience was what we wanted for this women's team, right? You know, they, they got to feel like an important team, like they were cared for, like that that we were serious about having them and the intent was there. Um, the players were appreciative, they were active they were on social media they were you know sharing their love and their appreciation they didn't get as much spotlight or time of course as the men's team does but again I think that's something that will change when there's more and there's time um so I'm, I'm not disappointed I think I would have liked to have seen and I didn't get the chance to see like what happened with the what do we call it, Chattafam, mm-hmm. where the, the women had a, an opportunity to kind of, you know, get a host family, so to speak, and, and do community things. And I don't know the extent of how much community outreach they had. I know there, I know there was some stump stuff something. out yeah. in the community. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, there really were. And I think that's, that's super exciting to me. And I think that plays a lot into the importance of the off the field and the ethos of what we were building for this team. So uh, off the field, I mean, I give them seven, eight. Like, I think it, it wasn't perfect. There's definitely room to grow, but it was, it definitely made me feel good. I'll go okay. Eight. I'll go eight. Yeah. Eight. Seven or eight. Yeah, we'll go eight. Okay. It's like you're in my head. Yeah, I was going to give them an eight or even an 8.25 because we, obviously it's not realistic to give us a 10 out of 10 because there are things to grow on. And if we're perfect, then we can't really expand on what we did. But 
I agree. We said that it was really important that if we're bringing back the team, we're going to do it right. And that was a big part of what the club felt. That's what the advisory council felt. And we wanted to make sure that we did everything we could to make it just like the men's game day experience. So we had bathrooms, we had concessions, we had more fans than we have ever had at women's matches. We only had one time in the season that we had a conflict of games. We had an amazing doubleheader. Don't know how we all survived or our livers, <laughs> but we did. Goodness. Uh, by the time I got home, I felt like I had been beaten with a pool noodle, but, you know, it's all good. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think off the field, we really did what we came to do, and we yeah. st- we stood by our word, and we gave the ladies what they deserved and what they should have had years ago, and I'm not going to digress into that because I want to keep it with the positive. And, and, you know, realistically, there were things and lessons learned even this year that's Absolutely. going to 100% help us improve last year or next year. But the thing, too, like you said, we had the women who would come to CBC after the matches, and they were so appreciative. They took the time to come and talk to fans mm-hmm. and said how – important it was to them and how much they felt like they were supported and I think that's important as well because as a fan base we want to make sure they felt our love on and off the field and I think they really did get that I think housing them was a big win that's something they have never had before Um, they had some of their own sponsors and shout out to CFC for the sponsorships that they got for those ladies because it was wonderful and I think a lot of the things that we were able to provide they wouldn't have we travel because guess what they got to travel and it wasn't an issue to get the travel right how how amazing is that and kudos to all the fans as well because the ladies felt the love away from the matches too because several fans traveled to these away matches to support and that's good as well because I mean I remember the early days of the men's team when there were just two or three and this year we had double digits showing up it's even at the playoffs so my heart goes out to everyone that was able to to travel and get there. So, yeah, I think realistically 8.25 out of 10 because that gives us some room to grow. And I know that we will. Next year will be even better. And plus we're going to have time on our side. So I think you're going to see a lot more cool things to come. And that's just going to grow better and better and better. Jim? Yeah, I'll give us a solid B. So, yeah, 8. <laughs> yeah, 8. <laughs> You so just have to. You now. just have to do a letter grade here. Yeah, letter grade. Is this like B. Sesame Street today? Yeah, yeah. Do a B. Today's grades are brought to you by the letter B. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I can't add. It. I don't know that I can add, add a whole lot than what was said. I, I think you know the uh, branding and merch was was nice. The you know the game day experience was okay. The you know I think you guys covered this when, on your episode. The stream needs some uh-huh. help. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. No. Yes. Yeah. Hundred percent. That stream. The stream needs yeah. some help, and but the stream needs some help on the mid side too. So, uh, just it just needs help. Um. So yeah, a B. A B. We got. We got. There is room to grow and room to get better. Um. But you know, I I certainly, um, it, it was better than it was in you know sixteen seventeen for sure. You know, it would have probably gotten a B plus from Jim if there'd been manganatas. <laughs> Megan on is, but Jer- Jeremy's Jeremy's ongoing campaign against the mangoes. You know, kind of how like if you speak it and manifest it into the world, it will happen. I'm hoping that us by keeping saying it will manifest a manganata somehow yeah. for you. <laughs> I'm just right. gonna start bringing like battery blenders. Exactly. And give this poor man manganata, so yep. he'll shut up. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna start delivering them to your mailbox. Jim. I'm just gonna walk over. Oh, I have, I have. I, I mean, I, I can make them in my house. <laughs> that so. is true. I've Let's. Got, Let's move on to uh, our grand total for the for the first season mm-hmm. of the return. Uh, I gave it a nine out of ten because yes, I realize the math does not quite work there. 
but I gave it a nine out of ten because the things that I prioritized, um, I felt were met for for year one in a really really good way, and like to be frank, like winning matches was not concern number one for me this year. Absolutely, no, not, not in not the slightest. Nope. And now, like, and and I said this, I've said this several times on on the last on the last podcast, but like now it now that matters to me, like. We've, we've brought the team back. We've given them some resources. We treat them right with respect and fairly and how they how it should be. And there's a little bit more we can do there. But like, now you got to win some matches. Like, this ain't good enough just to have a team anymore. Like, I like winning. Winning is fun. Uh, <laughs> we should win more often. And and like going forward, that's that matters to me. So I did 9 out of 10 for, for this year. Uh, Shelly, let's start with you. Well, I would like to quote Marin Morris about the bones, if the bones are good. <laughs> so, honestly, I think we have built a structure this year that will help us solidify and grow our CFC house next year because we've got a really good foundation. Um, I would also give the 9 out of 10 because, obviously, winning was never part of my thought process. If we won great, and again, if we made it to the playoffs, whoo, even better, never in my wildest dreams. I just wanted us to get a team out there, get some support, get the momentum going. And I think now that we have the momentum going, as long as we keep it up, that's going to be great. Um, obviously, a little bit more on social media front, which, again, both sides, that's the same thing. So I think that heading into next year, because we do have a lot of extra time, we know our league, we're not having to worry about all of these things. I think that next year, if we don't have at least more wins, which, it's, you know, we should, <laughs> you, you can improve on one pretty easily. But I think if we at least, you know, triple our wins next year, that will still keep that trajectory. Or if more, if we can win more, obviously. But I'd like to win more than just three games I next would year, too, personally. but I'm trying to be optimistic as well. You know, I mean, we have some tough competition, but we also have a good offseason, good coach. Plenty of time to recruit, talk to players. So. Yeah, Randy, if you're listening, and I know that you have uh, listened to our last episode, I want to win more than three games next year. Just put that out yeah. into the universe. I mean, Randy, we would like to win them all if we could, <laughs> but realistically, like, we just want double or triple. <laughs> uh, Jim. Uh, yeah, an eight. I mean, I'll, I was giving it an eight. Um, I'm going to kind of basically give them what I gave off the field and discount the, the on-the-field stuff and just – just yeah, winning winning was would would have been a nice bonus, but I've said more times than not, um, the fact that the team was on the pitch was what was most important. So yeah, I'll give overall an eight. Um, I think next, you know, next this really isn't on the agenda, but some people brought it up. I think next year, my goal would be to host a playoff game, and that would be oh, yeah. you know that would if we could do that, that'd be great. Okay, mm-hmm. Shabby. Yeah, I'm going to go with Jim on this one, too. I'm also feeling an eight. Um, I feel I feel very strongly that we did a terrific job when we look at what it is we set out to do. And, you know, talking with coach before the season even started, like we were never even talking about wins. We were just talking about can we can we field a team? Can, can we get enough players? Yeah. Can yeah. we get the girls to trust each other and work together in a short amount of time? I mean, talk, talking about wins was never even on our list of things. So I'm not going to grade against that, but I am going to grade against, and and there's this just, I don't know, maybe it was just the perfect storm or a confluence of bad things, but I feel like from a club perspective, we just didn't move fast enough. We set ourselves up to not succeed as well as we could have. You mean on the field? Yes. And, and in the launch and in everything else. I mean, so much energy was put into it and it was wonderful and we did a launch, but 
it just, it didn't happen in the time that it needed to. I feel like we were always playing catch up. Okay. And so I feel like that's something that uh, we let ourselves down a little bit there. Okay. Uh, I just added this uh, as we were talking, but I am curious about, um, you know, Breezy and I, when we did the, the, the show last, we had some categories for improvements that we wanted to see in 2023. Uh, and now I, I'm going to give you guys that same opportunity. Uh, I already added win a playoff game or host a playoff game. Yeah, host a playoff would be awesome. Um, mm-hmm. I, this might be polarizing. I would, even though I felt like hot trash at the end. I would like to have another doubleheader, but it would be even better than it was before. Come on, Jim. No. What if it was Manganata's? Oh, okay. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there was a Manganata bar in between the... Uh, oh, in between the two games. Oh, and maybe allow us to leave. Leave and come yeah, back. Yeah, leaving and coming yeah, back would the be handling a big of the one. Because last year during Legends and Bubble, you could leave and come back. So I don't really know what was up with that. So that would be good. At better concessions. That goes all around. The concessions were a little correct bad. Um, And I think maybe more opportunity for the women to, to get to spotlight. You know, I felt yes. like a lot of... And again, I don't think it was any intention of unfairness. I think it was just a lack of opportunity. But I think that more media attention, more social media attention, more opportunities for the women to to be spotlighted out in the community. Because they're yes. investing a lot of time and energy in doing that for the men's team. And we now need to continue to do the same for the women. Yeah, because that was a really big part of the thing we talked about even on the advisory board as we wanted there to be that community piece. Was there? And granted, we did have our partnership with Wolfsburg, which was huge. I mean that that was really big. Oh my gosh! And I want more, you, more of that. That's yeah, what I want. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, more with yeah. Wolfsburg because I'm telling you that more green. Yeah the uh, the Strong Herb program was amazing. I mean I've heard nothing but good things about. We talked to obviously the very first coach we brought in for them. So I would love to see if we could keep the momentum going on that. We we yeah. talked more technical on staff. yeah more technical staff would be great okay yeah. so that that's echoing uh, one of the things that that we said last last week was that we wanted to see the coaching staff filled out more mm-hmm. like it was in in the NPSL days for the men uh, and we also mentioned the Wolfsburg connection although it was less about the overall partnership and in more and this is this is me projecting for sure but like I want to see I want to see this become a destination club for women's amateur soccer. And I want I want the best players in women's college soccer to want to come here because they think that and, and because we recruit them for uh, a, a possibility of moving on to Europe as a professional yes. soccer player. Right. Mm-hmm. And what better way than to have a partnership with a club that routinely makes the final eight of the Champions League and and, and is one of the two best teams in, in the women's Bundesliga. So I, I absolutely agree, and that goes into you know talking about what my wish is for 2023. I, I think we manifested that. Like we put it out this year, and, mm-hmm. and the women, especially when we played other teams and they saw what, what we were bringing, even for a team that wasn't winning on the pitch, mm-hmm. I think there was some jealousy. Some people went, whoa, what's going on in Chattanooga? I want to play there. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I think that we, we laid that foundation. We, we planted those seeds. I, 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 I get that feeling a ton. And it mm-hmm. reminded me of some of the earliest days yes. uh, in old days. old school NPSL uh-huh. with the men. Absolutely. So I want to see I want to see that happen. I want to see the women become the destination team. But what I want to see for twenty twenty three is the beginning of a clear roadmap for what we can do to 
turn pro. Yeah, I want to see a five-year plan. I would love to five see a five-year plan. Five and ten-year plan. That would be amazing. Hmm. Hey, you know we're the planners over here. Is there a roadmap for pro? Well. I think I think that's the first question is, is there a roadmap? Yeah, I mean, it's a two-part. And, and, yeah. and, like, think about... I mean, like Jim, you've got this little like skeptical look on your face, like well, yeah, because like the, the, we understand the, 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 the league situation. Yeah, we, we understand the circumstances of, yeah. women's, of, of women's soccer in this country, and it's almost more fractured than the men's, and mm-hmm. with fewer opportunities. Ooh. Yep. Um, but I, I I don't think it's a bad thing to at least set our sights on. I mean, it took us 10, 11, 12 years to really become a professional men's team. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm yeah. a, I'm under no illusions that the women's side will happen faster than that, just because we, like, soccer in this country is yeah. fractured and well, true and and, and the landscape. We learn the lessons though. Mm-hmm. I think I've said this before on a previous podcast that we can stand on the shoulders of what's been done before because mm-hmm. we've done it once, and that that cuts down on your time a lot. It becomes yeah, a but of just from a practical money. standpoint, there is one pro league right now, and there's going to be a second that uh is uh in the usl and so um i'm gonna just say there are issues with that i think i think shabby's point could also be that the it took 12 years for us to turn pro as a men's team the landscape that exists today sure it's not what it is not what it was in 2019 and the landscape that exists in 20 we'll say 33 yeah is not going to be the landscape that exists in women's pro soccer right now so okay yeah so you hear it here now there's going to be a division (laughs) three women's pro um that's outside of nwsl or usl i am i just want to point out for the record here as we move on to the uh i'm gonna go ahead to the men's i'm gonna go ahead and say no there's not (laughs) as as we move on to the to the men's nieces mid-season review i want to point out that i'm so proud of all of us for not mentioning whistle Oh, that, yeah. What? A league that oh, definitely, no. definitely no, does not no, exist. exist. So is there anything you wish we, well, you said we would do for 2023. So I'm going to say this for the league. We need, we need ball kids on the road. <laughs> oh, and, no. I, and, and, and I have, I have an idea. I think we, since we travel, I think we need to make our own, like a shirt that says like traveling ball kids. We, we will ball and kid. We will ball kid for every other team. In no, the league. no, we I will not. We will not ball kid. I, will, for I am. I, you know, you can be up playing drums. I will ball kid for, listen to me, Alabama FC in North <laughs> Alabama. I will ball kid for Manganatas or. Uh, there it is. Yeah. yeah. Never forget the uh, inner trash game where Breezy in the dark was ball boy. So, I mean, I'll yeah. make you a shirt. <laughs> I've got a cricket in the heat press, yep. Jim. We'll get you That's going. That's right. Traveling ball boy. You can put that on a shirt, and I will, you know, have, uh, I will travel around. Have, have mercy. Well, All right. Let's, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's move on to, um, to the NISA midseason kind of place. We have played 13 regular season matches out of tw- uh, 26. Uh, our record hey, currently that's, that's half that is half that's really literally mid-season well <laughs> no wonder it feels it's probably like more than half considering maybe some matches aren't going to easy happen. easy <laughs> not the time don't manifest that Jim. not the time oh it, that was already, we have plane tickets unsailed. purchased let's not put that in the world you need more bourbon is all i gotta say wow <laughs> so uh to, to kind of put this thing in perspective here uh, we have played 13 matches we are currently sitting with a record of nine, three, and one. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those wins is technically a forfeited draw that became a three-zero win. Uh, that was against Val United for 
rampant cheating. Bad and things. imagine that. Um, not that anybody's ever pointed this out ever. Never. Like anything in this league ever gets done right. Uh, well, yeah, it's we're not going to talk about that. So this is where we sit. Uh, I think it's worth noting. Oh, I'll also point out that we've played two other matches in addition to the 13 league matches. Um, that included a win over Memphis 901 FC in the U.S. Open Cup at home. Um, Memphis, by the way, top three team in yep. uh, the yeah. USL Eastern Conference and in the championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lost Atlanta United in Atlanta. And so that's kind of where we sit now. We're top of the East with 30 points, seven points clear of Michigan Stars. We are uh, one point behind Cal United uh, in the overall points race, although they do have two games in hand right now. And we've played Flower City three times. We've played Syracuse three times. Uh, and our only games against the West were two against Bay Cities and one against Valley United. I think it's probably fair to say that we've not played, uh, like the, the, the tougher half of our schedule will be coming yeah. up. Not what is behind us. I think that's yeah, fair. that's a very uh, especially thing. with three more matches against Michigan Stars uh, added into that mix. Uh, but wherever we are, we are there. And <laughs> I am curious about uh, grades. Here you are. Here you are. Sounds like an after-school special. I mean, I mean, I'm here. I'm curious about grades. Uh, for where do you think the men are right now in this NISA campaign? I'll accept letters and numbers. <laughs> But numbers out of numbers out of ten, please. A quadratic equation. Perhaps. Number numbers out of ten. So, numbers out so of ten. Gamma. Can I do pi? <laughs> eight point eight. Okay. A B plus. Wow, really? Ooh. That's higher than I, I'm leaning. No, I mean, yeah. I'm really, look at the look at the results. There's only one result that makes me cringe. Mm. Is that the? Oh yeah, no, the lost yeah. of flowers. And that's the, the lost. Lost of flowers. <laughs> city. This should have never. It's like that the should, Voldemort. That's like just. Voldemort. I mean, I don't that's even want to say it. So everything, everything <laughs> else. I mean, I, I just don't know how. I mean, I don't know what more outside of that. There, I don't. I, I don't think. I mean, I don't think you can expect much more. So, I see, B plus. But that right there, and then moments in other games, though, are why I'm more inclined to go like eight. Maybe seven and a half, because I feel like sometimes this team is schizophrenic. Yeah, I, and, and I don't mean that to be derogatory to people with mental health issues. If you have mental health issues, please seek professional help. But what I'm trying to say is that it, it just—it's very disjointed. They'll be—they'll be solid, and then out of nowhere, it seems like they're just—they're just not connected. And mm-hmm. and there's something happening that 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 whatever the root of that problem is Cockiness. needs to be solved. <laughs> Cockiness. You think it's so you're thinking eight out of ten. For you. Yeah, and that's generous. Generous? Lord. (laughs) We are philanthropic at best. Shelly? I'm giving a solid B. Like a very just, solid. Just a B. B. Like a solid B. Like B's get degrees. So solid C's B. C's get degrees. And so do D's. That's what I learned when I was looking at med schools. I was told that. What do you call the person that graduates last in medical school? Doctor. doctor. Everybody knows it. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I'll give us a solid B. Uh, obviously, we are doing phenomenal so far, uh, minus our Voldemort uh, match. But I'm with Shabby. That's something that I have noticed every match. And I mm-hmm. I, my, I grade my season based on, and I talked about this on our very first recording, is that if we can make it to the playoffs one, but if we can mesh early on, which we did. We actually were very cohesive from a very early point. But we've had some really high highs wins, and then we've had some by the skin of our teeth wins where it's like 
the same lineup, same formation. Like, what happened overnight? And I don't know if it's because they're getting in their heads and they're feeling cocky because of where that team is rated. I don't know if it's just maybe they had a, they were just having an off day. But I think a solid B because I'm very happy with how we're performing. I love the coaching. We can definitely see they're putting in the work. They're doing what they should be doing. Um, I personally feel like Rod listened to our podcast when we asked him to change up the formation, and it happened, and then we won. <laughs> yeah, see, talk about manifesting things. We, we're all about manifestation <laughs> on our podcast. Uh, but we do have some, I still think I have some growth room to go. I'll be very interested to see whenever we play at the end of the month, what our, or sorry, not the end of the month, when we play this Saturday, what our lineup is going to be. I'm very curious. Um, mm-hmm. I am also wondering and you mentioned it we haven't hit some of the harder uh, uh, opponents that we would we've got Cal united still twice we've got albion still twice we've got la so well we had a draw there but we have la home so that's what i'm gonna be i'll probably have a better thought process after those matches and it's that's no knock against our players it's just that we haven't been playing the same caliber of teams and again that's not you know trying to disparage the other teams we've been playing it's just that Oh, I'll what? disparage Flower City Union. <laughs> oh, it's literally the worst team in U.S. pro soccer. Well, yeah. well, fair. But the thing is, is that... Somebody has to be. Yeah, and they're kind of... They and Syracuse are kind of in the same boat as our women's team was when you start at the very... Like, right, right before, like, two weeks before the season, you get what you get. So. Well, I, I will say Syracuse definitely put <laughs> a team together in two weeks. Flower City Union got together before our team did. Well, that's true. And I that's will just say, bad. That's just not having enough money and really bad roster construction. Well, and all jokes aside, Syracuse at home, like recently, a couple weeks ago, they looked markedly de- better than they did whenever we played them again. Agreed. Like they, it was like night and day. I was like, and you know, we didn't have a red card within ten minutes. Like, <laughs> so hey, you know, there is that. But yeah, no, I, uh, I think a solid B because we are doing well. We are having some inconsistency and. It's weird that we're having the inconsistency when we're using same formation, which the formation's working. So if it ain't broke, you know, don't fix it. But yeah, I would like to also see some of our players that we haven't had as many minutes play. So hopefully this weekend we'll yeah, be able to I, see that. Yeah, I, I definitely. Like Damian, why haven't we seen Damian as much? Rod's the kind of coach that when something is is working, he just doesn't he just he just doesn't change. I, I think it. you did see some. So you you saw a little bit of rotation. Uh, I guess in, in the Flower City game yes. uh, last weekend, mm-hmm. and I think it was with an eye of we can beat these guys. Mm-hmm. We should beat these guys handily. Like they're not mm-hmm. very good. Let's rotate a couple key positions, uh, and then let's get ready for this for the Syracuse game, which which was which was going to be tough. And by the way, like we haven't even you know that the game happened just a couple days ago. That was a that was a tough match. It was. I will say yeah. I watched it while working. Hashtag multitasking. It was. <laughs> <laughs> it was the same. The thing is, though, they had a hot game. It's the hottest match they've played at home. 115 degrees on the field. Yeah, yeah wow. and that's yeah. worse than it was even whenever they were home yeah. against us. However, I mean, they looked just as good then as they did at Finley, you know, two before that. So good on them. Like What they're doing is working, too. So yeah, I, I think I think Coach Fuller had a really good yeah. game plan uh, mm-hmm. in, in that one. And it looked like both teams were feeling the effects of the heat and playing uh, with just a couple of days of rest. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was one of those games where you know if you play a ninety-minute match, but the ball's in play, playing for like sixty-ish minutes, and it was a game where it felt like both teams were very content to make it a fifty-minute match instead of a sixty-minute match. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, and and like honestly, I I I think we were, 
I don't, I don't think we were fortunate, uh, although we were a little bit fortunate uh, to, to get all three points, but like that could have easily been, that could have easily been a draw. Oh yeah, I thought, I really mm-hmm. honestly thought it was going to end up a draw. I did too. I, I, and I was like, well, I mean, it's better than a loss, but. Yeah, yeah. I haven't watched the second half, which I've heard, I don't know well, that I missed a whole lot. You, but, you, you, but, uh, you, you don't want to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want, I had, I had to, I had to work. Best. I had to give the, the, you know, the taxpayers there. <laughs> I mean, I've worked, I've worked and watched. What's your excuse? <laughs> we both worked for the government. All right, Matthew. What, 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 I, what, what I will say about that match, and then, then I'll, I'll go ahead and give my grade. And you were um, in person, right? I was not in, I was oh, not I in person. you were there in person. No. Oh, we thought you were there no. in person. No. Okay. I would have liked to have been, but it, it did not work out. Uh, the other thing about that match, and and we've seen it a couple times now, the, the Syracuse home match just a couple weeks ago uh, as well, and like the Maryland Bobcats away match where we got that first win and now this 10 game unbeaten streak is this team uh, is they, they, they know how to by and large, they know how to get it done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a lot of bend, but there hasn't been a lot of break. Yeah. And one of the things that's most interesting, and this will factor into my grade for, uh, for the, for the mid season so far is that in league matches, I'll leave out Atlanta United and, and Memphis for that matter, but in league matches, this team has trailed for five minutes all season. Trailed. Yeah. It is the five minutes after Flower City Union scored against us. And and we all know the story of that game. <laughs> we should have been up 3-0 in 20 minutes. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. So, so when you when you think about when you think about that. It's hard not to give this team. Uh, it's really hard for me not to give this team an A minus. I mean, that's fair. There uh, are yeah. there are challenge. There are more challenging games and a more yeah. challenging stretch ahead. There have been times when this team has maybe lacked focus. Definitely had some inconsistent moments. Uh, there was a couple games where it felt like uh, the connection between our defenders and our midfielders in terms of how we were passing the ball. Uh, and including the second half of, of the Syracuse game just the other day, there there are times when that's felt really inconsistent. And when this team does not possess the ball well, think back to Valley United on the road, yeah. when this team gives the ball away in its defensive third, in its defensive half, that's that's when we create the problems for ourselves and invite other teams to attack and to be dangerous. And when when we when we play our game, when we are composed when we are uh connected we're really really hard to beat and i think that's the story of 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 this first half of the season so far i'm going to give it an a minus um i think we're in in a really good spot and we've got the business end of the schedule to go uh and also we're playing here let's be honest we're playing here for a home game in the playoffs we we want we want a first round we want a first round bye and we want a home game uh in the playoffs and after that, we'll just see what happens. Well, and honestly, if you think of like what we've been doing so far, like this Saturday being like an extra credit round, I think we have set up, or we like we're the ones on the field playing, but I think that, <laughs> that we have set it up really well that it gives us the mindset and the capability that we need going into the matches against our bigger heavy hitters because it's hard when you're the undergod. Think of the previous seasons where we weren't doing as well, and even though we technically – matched or were better than our opponents and lost 
it, you know, because we got into our heads a little bit. I think that when you're on this kind of upward trajectory of winning, you're feeling really good, the team's meshing, that puts you in a better mindset to go against, you know, those teams. There's, there's a lot of belief in this group. There is a lot of belief. you got to believe. <laughs> you know, I seriously <laughs> hope there is, though, because my concern is here we are halfway through the season, and I'm not seeing steady growth, right? I'm, I'm seeing, like, they've just been cons- not consistent, but they've been – there has been a bit of a plateau. Yes, in, it's been a plateau. And yeah. so what if what if we've peaked? Like, I don't want that. That is yeah. my worry. Like, they're going to think, hey, we're as good as we're going to be. And then they're going to get into their tough season, and they're just going to, like, my fear is that they're just going to die from. Well, yeah, that's the thing is I don't want them to think that we are at our pinnacle. No. And I want them to keep thinking that we can do better. Because they can. There's they a can. lot of talent in oh, that yeah. roster. If, if, you stayed on, if you stayed on the air... Uh, after the Syracuse game on Wednesday ended, Rod gave an interesting interview to the uh, to the on-field reporter, and uh, he basically said that we did it. We did what we needed to do to do in the first half, and uh, the second half we did not play our football. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's and and we anyone that watches watched the second half of that game realizes, ooh, this is not this is not who we are. This is not how we're trying to play. Uh, we created all these problems for ourselves. And I am under no illusion that this group thinks that they are the bee's knees, that they've like that they've made it. Uh, I think coaching staff and players all recognize that there is more to do uh, and, and they've got to continue to get better because everyone else is as well. And... I think this break will be will be will be really good for everybody. Obviously, we've got to take care of business on Saturday against uh, uh, Club de Leon uh, in Florida from the in the, in the Independent Cup, uh, and and I will be interested to see how much rotation there is. I don't bet on a, a lot of it, honestly. Uh, it just doesn't seem like Rod's kind of style no. because also you, you you need to win that game. Like you can't screw around with this shit. He doesn't. No, he doesn't. He doesn't shake things up. No. Yeah, and that that is, I mean, that is my growing concern that, you know, our goals have come primarily on the foot of one player um, and uh, we haven't rotated a lot. And and when we have rotated, you know, there has been, I think, a, a, a difference in a visible difference in performance. So you're going to have to, I mean, like you said, we're only halfway through. So we're going to have to rotate at some point. There, there have been some good stretches of like having a weekend off. Yes. Here, here or there. Yeah. Uh, and, and like, you know, we'll play the independent cup on Saturday. We've got a week break, no, no game on the weekend uh, mm-hmm. immediately after. And then we start the business end yeah. five games in August. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe seven off. in September yeah. with one, with one in October, a uh, one league game in October. Yeah, October is done. So like this is, you know, we're, we're quickly approaching high noon here yeah. and yeah. um Yeah. And and like listen, it's there's there's all to do. We're on thirty points in thirteen matches, and it's all to do now. So you've yep. seen those thirty points feels real good too. I mean, it's always good to bank points. Let's not kid ourselves. It is. It's kind of like my theory. I feel way better going into the half when we're two ahead. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I like that buffer. <laughs> so let's. Uh, you guys did an interesting segment in in your last. I think it was your last podcast. Thank uh, you for recognizing our greatness. Yeah, I mean, I, I <laughs> can't not. Uh, where where the question was if you add three players uh from any three former CFC players to this year's group uh, you know w- which three do you choose and i guess why mm-hmm. 
and I I like that so much that I wanted to do it. And when we get when we get Breezy back, uh, we're gonna do it with everybody else, mm-hmm. uh, with, with Breezy and Jay. So I'm gonna give my three for the men, and I'm gonna give three for the women. For the men, uh, clearly, clearly one of the three is Niall McCabe. Yeah, longtime championship player. Yeah. Uh, incredibly good, can play as a winger, can play as one of the tens. Uh, I watched a little bit of the of the Phoenix Louisville game uh, that happened Wednesday night, mm-hmm. and especially late. I only got the last ten minutes of, of stoppage time. But one of the interesting things, and and why I'm certain that Nile could play um, in that kind of uh, in in those two tens role in front of Richard Dixon, is his ability to drop deep. And distribute is really, really good. He knows when to pass. He knows when, or he knows when to progressively pass or to keep possession. He knows when to drive the ball uh, with a dribble forward. It's excellent on set pieces. Um, high, high quality player. Starting to approach the end of his uh, end of his playing career. I'm I'm certain at this point in time, uh, but he would absolutely add to add to this group. Second player, uh, Jonathan Ricketts. And and this might provoke some. Uh, I'm getting some hmm from from one person in particular. It's not a Jim. bad hmm. It's just one of those like one I wouldn't have really initially thought of. I mean, I watched him play quite often. We had we had Jonathan uh, with CFC for for several years uh, when he was still in college at, at Bryan College. Uh, he had a couple of uh, he played a couple seasons in League One. Was an incredibly incredibly good outside back, and with two good seasons in League One, he earned himself. Uh, a contract at Rio Grande Valley in the championship. Uh, and his and his numbers are pretty good there. He's not playing week in, week out right now. Um, he's played about half the matches. Uh, but like, if you think about what he is, incredibly physical, can play outside back, can play as one of the tens, can even play him at winger. We even played him as, as a target man at times, late in matches when he was with us in 2018. He is the kind of player that, for his versatility and for his general skill set, a championship player right now, uh, he he would make this team better. Um, yeah, I just I, I I completely forgot about him for completely <laughs> petty reasons, so. <laughs> which we can't talk so, about. Though. Yeah. Oh, we can't. What? Is there's not a story here. I want to hear it. Uh, we're gonna move on. Voldemort. Yeah. <laughs> the third is someone who played for us exactly one game. Yeah, not to say. So, but what a game I, it I was! was. Like, I was like, wow, that's a that's a name. Kyle yeah. Zobeck. Deep cuts yeah. from Canigio. Yeah, deep, yes. Yeah. Kyle Zobeck is one of the... He pulled out his spreadsheet and looked through them. ...most decorated, uh, has had one of the most decorated careers for a player that's played for CFC. Um, this this is a guy who won a championship in League One. He was the primary backup for uh, an MLS, I think, Western Conference semifinalist team in FC Dallas. Uh, that's the kind of player... That and no offense to to like, you know, Kevin Gonzalez or Alec Reddington or anything, but like that's the kind of player at a keeper position can help really elevate a team. Um, I think and we need a minimum number of minutes sec- <laughs> <laughs> for this right? for this question. Here. <laughs> Listen, the amount of saves he made against Atlanta United that that day yeah. is uh, is just hard to fathom. Uh, still, for the women. Uh, and and I fully respect that that Shabby had uh, this one, and on y'all's pod, Cosette Morche. Cozy. She was so playing fun. playing now for Valencia in the women's version of, of, of La Liga. 
which is one of the highest levels that a former women's player has ever played for uh, after, after they left CFC. And by the way, the other is Caitlin Hayes, who was mm-hmm. on a Champions League team yep. uh, as a center back. Uh, two thing, two positions I think we clearly saw, and and uh, and I, I thought Caroline did a great job for us this year. But if you can add a La Liga goalkeeper, like come on, <laughs> I right, I can't I can't help that. Uh, but we definitely needed I think another center back this year for sure to go along uh, with Anna Lanter, Keelan Hayes, Champions League quality, uh, and then Summer Hernandez. Summer needs to come home. I know she does need to come home. And, and I, I know that she's she's probably approaching the end, whether it's whether it's this year or whether it's next year or whatever. Uh, her playing days are probably coming to an end um, soon-ish. But at her height, mm-hmm. Summer's incredible forward. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and the kind of person that that not only with her athleticism, but with her technical ability can create something out of nothing. And that would have been valuable at times. Yes. Yes. Uh, when when a team just like can't quite string together eighteen passes, you just need someone that can just go do it, and uh, and 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 I think that would have added a lot of, um, I think that would have helped us a ton in 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 twenty twenty two. Now, let's go to the mailbag. Oh, see, I hear. I thought you were going to ask us. Mail that never fails. It makes yeah. me want to wag my tail. tail. When it comes, I want to wail. Man. All right, so Rossinger put in a uh, put in a question for us. He said, "I'm having a stroke." <laughs> I should I should clip that and uh and, and put that on the uh, put it on the on the pads. Why you keep us around? <laughs> Rossinger said, "Defense seems worse in the last few matches than the beginning in the the first in the middle of the first half of the season. Yes, two clean sheets in a row, but giving up more shots is that a cause for concern?" I share that question. Share that concern? I do. Yeah. And that's what I was talking about, the inconsistencies. Yeah. So There's just match over match. Because like when we're on, we are on. And then we have this backslide. It's hard to pinpoint what exactly is causing it. Is it, you know, tired legs? And then when it, it happens, they're never able to turn back no. on again. That's it. It's like it's once they done. realize what's happening, they get really discombobulated, and it just keeps escalating. And Jim? then it makes me nervous. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I... I don't, I mean, I guess, I guess I, I haven't noticed it. Um, and maybe, maybe I haven't been watching the same games everybody else has been watching, but I, <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm, I don't, I don't know that I'm overly concerned. I, um, I like us going forward so much that I, I'm, I'm, I'm not as concerned maybe as Ross is. Okay. I, I share, I share a little bit of his concern, uh, only that I, I said this a little bit earlier. Uh, I felt like we've done a, a good job since the Valley United game of not mm-hmm. shooting ourselves in the foot, not, not making turnovers in our, in our defensive third leading to easy opportunities, uh, for the opposition to attack from. And I, I think it's, uh, and, and we saw a couple of these moments against Syracuse at home. We saw a couple of these moments against Syracuse uh, just the other day, and I honestly saw a few in the Flower City Union game uh, that we played a week ago. And my my, I guess my theory here is I think it's less on our defense giving up shots mm-hmm. and more on our decision making in possession is yes. what's causing yeah. 
causing these opportunities. He's, he's yeah. kicking to the holes. Or now, now that now that you mentioned it, I remember thinking. I remember thinking about. I guess we were th- maybe three nil up uh, at the Flower City game, and I I think I I've, I was trying to figure out how to put this into words for a tweet, but I felt like the, it was a one of the more fortunate clean sheets at three nil. I mean, I, I was I was trying to think of of a, there were there were several moments that we we. Because Reddington, Reddington, Reddington came up pretty big in that first half. Of our, is that, is Red, that Redding had a couple of good saves in the first well, half. Yes. He also gave a ba- gave away a ball that Frankie Martinez oh, cleared yes. off the line. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess now that I'm thinking about, it, I'm looking back through. I remember, I, I remember th- thinking to myself, where this is a very fortunate. Like this is the probably a, a five nil that isn't really five nil. Um, I would, I would agree. I would agree with that. Um, in, yeah. in terms of the Flower City game, I thought especially in the second half against Syracuse, yeah, I yeah. I, I think part of it was the heat and part of it was the tired and the trip mm-hmm. being yeah. a, being in, in Western New York for for six days, but it, like when our when our mental uh, when our mental processing is worse when when our brains get tired, I think we make poor decisions with the ball, yeah, and and I think those poor decisions led to some moments. Um, where it's just like you just like don't think to like make sure you you gaze all the way over before you play that pass right into exactly. an uh, it's like an sometimes I feel like they've got drunk goggles on. I'm like, who were you kicking to? Because <laughs> you literally just kicked between two players uh-huh. and not towards like not remotely close to one of our own players. And it's like, mm, what were you going for? But there? on the flip side of that, I don't know that I've ever when I'm sitting and watching a game either live or on eleven. I guess it's still live, but. Um, I've just I've never been worried that we're gonna lose. We were gonna lose a game. I always felt like we were under control in control of the match. I I I guess I see the more I think about it, the more I I see where Ross is coming from. I just I haven't seen. I, us I feel really. I feel like we've always I feel like we've always been in control. Yeah, but yeah, I think I feel like we've we've rode the edge of control <laughs> to like gift wraps. Yeah, gift wrap goal opportunities. And 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 let's be honest here. Like some, this is going like you're going to turn the ball over sometime when you have that much possession. Mm-hmm. Like you can't. It's just not fathomly. Like it's just not possible to make 400 out of 400 passes. Like no. you are going to give some away. The idea is that you give them away in in moments that don't hurt you. But also, we've got two goalkeepers in Kevin Gonzalez and Alex Reddington, mm-hmm. who uh, are the the system is designed so that they don't see shots very often, and when they do, they got to be ready for it. And I think to both of their credit, they've, I mean, like, and Reddington these last three games, they, they've both done a good job being ready for those moments. So you think back to, to Syracuse at home the last time out. Reddington had to make five, six saves um, and a couple a couple in, in some super, super dangerous opportunities. Uh, I mean, like the men, the men Jade Kwok uh, curling shot that he had to save and, and oh, then yes. went back and, and, yep. and, and claimed for the second time. The, the the you know one goal let in for on a Caleb Jackson's shot, but he saved one one on one with Caleb. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the one Louis saved in the fifth minute of that game. Like he, he's come up big and and think about uh, the away Bay City's game. Mm-hmm. I don't think KG saw saw a super dangerous shot all night until about the sixty seventh minute, up three zero, and a guy gets loose and he makes an incredibly good reaction save, uh, and that's what they're that's what they're supposed to do. And so to, to to put a bow on this for Ross, uh, I think okay, if we, you've convinced me, I'm terrified. Yeah, good. I'm I'm always I'm always terrified. 
I'm always terrified. I think I think if we if we value the ball and make good decisions with the ball, I don't worry about us on the defensive side. Because when we get numbers back, we're incredibly hard to break down. And our press is usually Value good enough. Be one with the ball. Be one with the ball. Our, our press is good enough, uh, especially when you kick. Especially in the middle third, <laughs> that we're able to take take advantage and take the ball away. Um, when when we've got numbers behind the ball, so keeping keeping those high leverage moments uh, when we're in possession and not letting things get dangerous with a stupid turnover, I think is our key there. Well, yeah, the only time it really honestly extra concerns me is whenever uh, KG or Red are playing so far out of the goal that <laughs> when we kick it to no man's land oh, yes. and we have to send someone in to try to clear it, which we got lucky two matches ago. But those that, are butt pucker moments. Yeah, those are like, oh, this ain't going to go so good. So if you're listening, Red and KG, please don't play so far out. Please stop listening, number one. <laughs> hey, shut your dirty mouth. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> Sam Click in the uh, in the front office asks, home away in third slash keeper kit uh, power rankings. Uh, he said, initially thinking this season, but he wouldn't mind an all-time best for each of those categories. Okay. Rank, rank, mean, rank the kits I, this season. Oh, this season? Oh, this, rank, rank them this, this season. season. Keeper reigns supreme. Purple oh. or green? Purple. Yeah, purple. I'm wearing purple. it today. As soon as I saw it, I wanted to steal it off the players. I'm yes. like, heck yeah. Yeah. And then green keeper, because that's that's just a pretty green combo. And then the toss-up after that. For me, it's purple, it's blue, it's sky, it's green. In that order. You know, and where would you put you're gonna add the um supporters? The gold, or is that last year? We consider that. I kind of consider gold to be a different category. But if we, if we add gold, because uh, I guess it technically is for this year, if we add gold into that mix, it goes purple, gold, navy, yep. sky, green. Yep. I'd go sky yeah. over navy, but Me too. Uh, my order still would be the same as yours. Yeah. I, th- th- I love the longer sleeves. On Me too. Oh, yeah. gold is just oh yeah. You know what? I am the biggest naysayer on gold jerseys. Same. I hated it with forever. But <laughs> when we I need saw- to wear the gold with the navy shorts, which I thought, <laughs> you know... I- He's got a thing about I mean, wearing it with a certain shorts I and mean, the socks. He's got I'm absolutely because because yeah. We're, we're, and when we get to like all time, I'm going to go ahead and say I'm not just choosing choosing a jersey. I'm choosing Fashion. a full kit <laughs> for the best of all time. And and he knows what I'm going to say. Oh, it went away. Yeah, he's we lost our over chaos. We we lost our. We, I I don't know what we're talking about now. We lost oh, our. Uh, calm down. About the kits. Okay. But yeah, the thing so. is, this gold jersey from last season was way better than... It was more of a golden rod, not a, oh my God, it's electric gold. <laughs> you know, it doesn't make everyone look like a snowman whenever they're getting photographed. Yeah, know? I love I love it, the gold. It's, it's a warmer yeah, it's, tone, yeah, nice. so yeah. But no, I still It's go, gold, it's not yellow. I would go purple, green, sky, gold, navy. I, it's not that I don't like the navy, but the navy, you can't see the cool pattern as well, well as that's, all the other ones. That's why I rank the yeah. navy above yeah. the others. Yeah, and, it's, it's, and it's not bad, <laughs> well, of, of course, because I mean, it's not bad that you can't see it, but I like it. The way that we did it this year, now, I mean, I'm sure I'm going to get shot by someone eventually for saying is I wish we would go a little bit more creative with our kits, but you know, that's okay. I wish we would think outside the box, but not so much outside the box where it looks like a composition notebook but <laughs> outside the box to do something fun but you know maybe maybe in 23 maybe yeah 
I don't know, but keep, please keep the purple. I know. The, oh, I, I love purple for a keeper kit so Me much. Uh, best jersey all time. Go. I'm I'm in love with this purple. Okay. Ooh, Greg a Hartley keeper hot pink. Now, okay. I, I Y'all in keeper kits. It What's was it? released on my birthday, and it was, the fir- <laughs> it was the first year we sold the goalie kit, and I got to buy the very first one because it was my birthday match. I like a pink kit. I don't. I'd like to see them do something different with it, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, well, that that pink was just off the rack, so yeah, we have a little bit more control now. Yeah. Yeah. But it was such a vibrant, fun pink, and every time you wear it, someone wants to steal it from you because they only made like what five of you. Not, not many. So there aren't very many that are out there either. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, or maybe in the owner kit would be up there too. Just the original white yeah, one. The original, the original one, just because it was special because yeah. it was the first. Yeah. Something from the owners, you know, I like. That. I would, I would say, I'd put owners in a, in a different category. I love that. I love that owners kit so much. Uh, really, both of them. Um, if you're talking about a white kit for me, it's the it's the 2016 white kit with the sky blue sleeve and the navy blue sleeve. Oh yeah, yeah, it's nice. Yes, that is a nice. Kit. But white kits are of the devil. So, <laughs> uh, Jim, best kit ever. So best kit, I think it's. I, I should know this. It's, it's 2017 with the, is it Anaria? No, 2019. Okay, no. But I'm thinking of the 2017 kit with the collar, blue, white shorts, um, blue socks. No, jersey should never have collars, full stop. <laughs> but you, you did you like the, uh, the the feature where it had like the, like on one side, it, like one side going down, it was like the light blue, and then one side going that down, was, it was the yellow? No, that, that's not that, what, was, that's that was not 2017. Okay, no, I think maybe. Because we were bad I, that year. Yeah, <laughs> so I can't remember what year it is now, but it, it had, maybe it's 2019. I, it was it, we were we wore it was blue and just solid navy, uh, white shorts and blue socks with a collar with a collar, like floppy collar. Yeah, 2015. Okay, 2015. Which so is 2015. by the way, we agree on this. That is that is the that's quintessential, quintessential look. Yes. That is a quintessential look. That is you wear navy floppy collar. That is CFC. Well, By the I way, like we a have rugby collar though. I liked it because I like a rugby collar. But. We have the ability now. Like this is this is something that we can control. And and you've seen this a couple times. We have worn uh, different color combinations. Yeah. In some of these matches. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I I personally think that Jordan Mathias is just doing this to torture us. Ah. Uh-huh. And, and and the two of us alone. Maybe yes. you, should, you all should sweet talk him. We know what his kryptonite is. So I mean, y'all it took a couple that. years, but we don't have uh we don't have red practice gear anymore. I mean, yeah, that's fair. That's true. But you know what is the worst kit of all time next to the gold? 2018. The year stuff went to crap. <laughs> is that the one with that's the... the, that's, the that's, that's just the, the year that we... That the, that's uh, the, 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 col- that's the that year the, that the colors came back wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 the star ball design in the, in the kit, I believe. Yeah. yeah. So, best kit ever. Sky blue, 2019. Well, that that's my best away. It is. There's no doubt. I mean... It's, best kit overall, yeah. period. Yeah. End of discussion. Not it, even close. It is. It is. It, it would be number two, but it, it's by far the best away. And by the way, like we plan for the color to be differently, and I right. think I think That's it came right. out better than we yeah. than we would hope. Yeah, that is sharp. That is sharp. Yep. Okay. And let's, I and I, and I will agree that the purple keeper is kit. Whatever. So good. CFC needs to have a purple kit. A purple keeper kit. That's that's what. This is going to be fun. Next question. Uh, this is from the the Twitter account Fort Finley needs flares, which by the way <laughs> I love that no name. no no they name. don't we no, don't need don't. it but that name is also very illegal right now okay uh, <laughs> the question is predictions on the fate of Valley United Wait, who aren't they already dead our our uh, August thirty first uh, opponent in in the league 
I'm sure glad I haven't bought tickets to that match. Uh, or, it, or I didn't buy it to the first time. Um, yeah, crickets. I think I've actually got a... Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, that's that's my prediction right there. I think there's going to be some jail time. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to be... Uh, I wouldn't want to be a certain a certain uh, sporting director in, in my in my Twitter DMs right now. Nope. Uh, I wouldn't want to... I feel bad for if they have any fans for them because that's pretty sad. But... Uh, <laughs> I, actually, I feel more sad for the players, really. But I, I don't see I it ending well. For the, players. the players, well, the ones that were in the right, the ones that were acting all kinds of goofy. That's on them. But yeah, yeah I do feel I, bad. I'll for the just players be surprised if we see them again. So yeah, hundred percent. If we if they make it till the end, I will be shocked. I think the question is not if they make it to the end; it's, it's if they restart. Yeah, at I, all. I, I well, I mean, if they that, restart, I think they'll finish. Yeah, I, well, I don't. Yeah, because they've had some issues with their matches coming up. Yeah, I'm going to be surprised if they restart. Yeah, it it would be shocking if they did. But hey, yep. if they don't, maybe we can pick up some of their good players. Okay, <laughs> let's uh let's move on to a uh, let's move on to a breezy question. <laughs> oh yeah, breezy. This is going to be fun. Yeah. Did he do this just for I've me? already answered yes, this Yes, he did this. He did this just for you, Shelly. <laughs> I knew this yeah. was a setup. <laughs> Three hottest CFC this men's is, players of all time. sexist. You can... It, it didn't say men or... Oh, it yes, it does. Men. No, <laughs> men's players. <laughs> yeah. Oh, breezy. We're oogling the men right now, Jim. <laughs> okay. I've, I've oogled the men before, so... Yeah. Good times. Shelly? <laughs> yeah, take a drink, then I've, tell us. Oh, no, I've got my, my top one. I'm trying to come up with my, uh, my, top, my other two. So give me just a second. Is the top one Topher Marshall? We all know I love me Topher Marshall. He's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see him on that Capo stand? We Aww. like to show Breezy that photo all the time. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Topher gets the top of my list, but he's such a sweet boy. He's very sweet. So we've got him, mm, Niall. Niall be there, and oh, Tebow Charmay. Tebow, honorable, what a guy. Honorable mention would be Aldo. Okay. Pre braided man, but Aldo nonetheless. What he had, short hair. <laughs> short hair, Aldo. I mean, I appreciate him trying to do something different. That braided man bun was comedy. Oh, oh that's brilliant. But, you know, but uh, yeah, because we all thought it'd be funny to start wearing them in the section. So we, <laughs> I would braid a lot of people's mm. hair at the tailgate. But yeah, so yeah, he's my honorable mention. But thank you, Breezy, for. Uh, for, for pulling that one out there. <laughs> uh, another one from Fort Finley needs flares. Oh, no one else is going to answer it? No, that was just for you. Oh, that was just for me. <laughs> but whatever. Does everyone else have their hottest men players? I want to hear what Jim thinks. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I said what I said last time, we, we did this on the 423 a while ago. It, it, I mean, I had Juan. I'm sorry. Juan with the long blonde. Long-haired Juan. Long-haired yeah. long Juan. Um Oh, who do, oh, Goni. I think, uh, you know. Oh, so. yeah. How'd we forget? I Sammy. love me some Sam. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. Raise your Sam. hand. Shout out to Sam. Raise your hand if you watch listen. his Instagram videos. <laughs> <laughs> Sam. Uh, yeah, Sam Goni. I, I don't know about a third. Nile would be up there. I, I don't know about a Kieran. third. Kieran. No, see, I like my guys like short. So like Pipe, you know. Oh, Pipe. <laughs> oh, Louis True. Shut up, Pipe. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, how do we forget Zeka? Oh, oh yeah, Zeka. Yeah. That's a that's and, an that's an embarrassing and, uh, omission by and us. Zeka is arguably the Zeka best smelling. Ask any adorbs. woman. 
Yeah, totes adorbs. <laughs> and he is the best smelling CFC player. If you ask okay. any woman, I second the good smell. Oh, my word. We actually, uh, there were some of us that spent a year trying to find it out, and we finally just asked him. We're like, we're just curious because you smell really nice. <laughs> and what was it? Uh, I think it was Coach. Dracar yeah. Noir. No. It was definitely <laughs> not. Old Spice. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm going to stop us before we get a restraining order. <laughs> hey, I know what boundaries are. <laughs> From Fort Finley Needs Flares, who is our number one goalkeeper in your opinion? <gasps> Reddington or Gonzalez? I think that's unfair to KJ because he hasn't had enough time to prove himself in exactly. comparison. You mean Reddington? Well, no, we've had... Played Red- the last three games, but yeah. KG played all the games before that. But we had yeah. Red all last year and the year before. Like, we haven't had enough time with KG being our goalie. Oh, I, I was taking this question in terms of, like, it doesn't matter what, what Reddington did last year. Like, it's whatever Rod yes, Underwood this thinks. Yeah. Oh, this season. Well, the thing is, too, is Red had a bad injury. So It's always tough. That's hard to... I refuse. I refuse to comment. I plead the fifth. <laughs> That's just not. That's just mean and inhumane. I don't think. I don't think this is about like who's the better keeper or like whatever it is. I think. I think it's purely like who's number one on the depth chart if if everyone's completely healthy, ready to go well, in like, a playoff game. I mean, right now Rod is saying it's it's Gonzalez, but well, not except for the last. Well, no, he's always saying it's it's Reddington in the last three games. Yeah, right. last, yeah. But the thing is, too, hasn't Gonzalez been out because of injury? Yes. Uh, yeah, he missed. Uh, he missed a home game uh, due to injury, Possibly and then concussion. made the and then made the road trip. Yeah, uh, but was on the bench trip. for both of those games. Yeah, but, that, I was a little surprised. But on the flip side, Red had injuries at the beginning of the season, so Gonzalez. Uh, I'm gonna. I think I think if Rod has to pick, um, if Rod has to pick right now, I think uh, in a playoff game, I think he chooses Gonzalez. I think I think this run of this run of games has been really good, and and Red's definitely earned it. Yeah. Uh, but because of because of Kevin's uh, the, the car accident that Kevin was in, yep, yeah, uh, a week before yeah. uh, during that off weekend, a week before the the Syracuse match, uh, I mean, it was just Red's opportunity, and yeah. I think he's taken it well. Oh, well, sure. Yeah. I mean, I and I think I think we said uh, you know we said it earlier on that I, I expected KG to be number one, but this Reddington has gone into each of his previous each of his seasons here he has gone in as not the number 1 and yeah. has ended up the number 1 yeah. except for this year so he likes a fight and i have no doubt he's going to continue to fight he, nothing i've seen over the past couple of games has changed my mind that he is a great shot stopper correct but he just is not as good with distribution and the ball at his feet and um you know i i that's i nothing has changed my mind that he is still a really good keeper and depending on what system you play, would be a number one on a lot of teams. And he is still so young. I mean, oh he is gosh. still so he oh, is so yeah. young for a keeper. Was he 22? Like 23, something like that. 23. So he is still, I mean, he's got, he still has a lot of time. And so he, I, I like him a lot. And I think he's a fighter. And it wouldn't surprise me if, if he fought and, and took the job. But I still think KG is probably number one. And he's been so consistent this too. He's just great to watch in goal. That yeah, quick that on his consistency feet. is so key. Mm-hmm. All right, let's uh, let's do a fun question. Favorite CFC goal this year, men and women, uh, one each. Like one for the men, one for the women. Like for the women, it was anyone they scored. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it has to be. <laughs> it's got to be the volley. Yeah, I mean, it's mine. Yes, it's yeah, mine as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got to be the volley. Okay, so let's go to the men's then. Favorite CFC goal this year for the men? 
Open Cup against Memphis. Which one? Solidifying our win over them. The third? The third. Yeah, just really just... Just for the just for like the feeling of the third goal, it in, just like knife in the coffin. Okay, yeah, just because it was such an awesome match and bigger opponent. Yeah, and obviously, let's be realistic. We didn't think that we would be going up against Atlanta and having a David Goliath moment. Yeah, you know, so so I, so Taylor Gray. Goal, yeah, Taylor Gray. Um, that or we'll go with um, <laughs> Nagelstad's Hall <laughs> the entire match. Okay. So no, it's got okay for me. It's um, all right. It's the was it? It's the long ball to uh, is it Ferreira? Oh, Stripling's clearance out to Ferreira. The back heel for Taylor Gray. He backs it. Yeah, and he then he plays it. He plays. He completely. I can't remember who was running down. It may have been Damien was running. Yeah, was, was running Damian. in the right in the right channel. Yeah, there. It was Damien. Damien running down the right. He faints to the right and then back heels it to Taylor Gray who roofs it. I mean I, that is just. That's just the goal. I mean, that is just, I don't know what else. I mean, when I saw, I saw it live, I was like, oh my gosh. But then when I saw the replay of how he took the ball down and then just played those two defenders um, with that back heel and Taylor, Taylor's been a nice revelation. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, that every, I, you know, I like a, you know, Hey, I'm an Arsenal fan. So I like it when we, when we, when we yeah. pass the ball into the net, so that little routine we did off the corner, that corner, like, that's uh, you my know favorite. that, and that's a little recency bias, maybe, but yeah, the Greg Stratton goal, yeah, the Greg Stratton goal, you know that there's everything about that just speaks to me. But a big center forward bringing the ball down, holding it up, killing two center backs, and then with a back heel, that's just too nice. I mean, it's route one, but it's it was just so nice, Chavi. Yeah, I, I was gonna say that that Stratton corner, that beautiful set piece, like that that was just so much fun to watch. Like, you know, and it doesn't ninety nine times out of hundred, you don't get it to line up like that. But man, when it does, it's, it's pretty. Pretty. Yeah, I uh, I don't disagree. We tried, um, we tried it again off a off a free kick, I think, in the Syracuse game. Didn't quite come off, but. <laughs> so I think I am between. Um, man, this is tough. I'm I'm between a couple. Uh, one of them is the, uh, the first goal in the Memphis game, the Alex McGrath goal, uh, partly because of the opponent and, and, and the situation. Um, but like the way that, the way that McGrath presses on, on an errant touch steals the ball that directs it right to Brett Jones. And then Brett Jones nutmegs a guy for McGrath continuing his run and just slamming it home. Uh, and like the feeling that we all felt right as that happened early in the match, uh, that's really tough to beat for me. Uh, there's also like the uh, Marcus's first goal also had like that huge feeling going up against the Bobcats uh, coming off of Flower City, like anything would have worked. And like McGrath's Olympico in that same game um, was was also wild. Man, this is tough. I think I'm. I think I'm going to keep. I think I'm going to keep the uh, the uh, the McGrath goal against Memphis is mine. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. Uh, next question. Uh, and this, I think, this will be a really good one. We've got a, a bunch of Fort Finley needs flares questions here. <laughs> uh, which new signing has made the biggest impact so far uh, for the men's team? Ian Saro, Alex McGrath, Frankie Martinez, or Taylor Gray? And by the way, this is some serious. Like, 
uh, Kevin Gonzalez and Colin Stripling erasure, but we'll go with it. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think of those we were just saying, Taylor Gray. Taylor Gray. I mean, it's just, yeah. It, he's He's been a joy to watch, and he is doing well. I mean, he's just, he's on a, a, a race against Marcus, which I think is fun. <laughs> I like this healthy competition, but I think it's Taylor Gray, personally. I mean, for personality, for, uh, yeah, Taylor's been a, just just um, a breath of fresh air. I, dropping Ian into the midfield, when we, cha- I, you know, Ian has been. That was the right move. And I, I will say this, when he goes well, we go well. When he doesn't play well, we really struggle. So, I, but I'll still go Taylor. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's just so much fun to watch. He is I mean, fun to watch. He is fun to so watch. That's, fun that's, to watch. That's, that's for sure. So and he's fun. just so much fun on social and so much fun. I mean, he's just off the field. He looks like a, just, I mean, I'll go Taylor. He's just been, he's he just. He just feels like he fits in at home. He like, does. This yeah. Is, oh, yeah. A hundred percent. It's like, it's like he's played here like with us. For years. But you, you have a different answer. I do. But I was going to let uh, Shabby go. I did. I started us off. Taylor Gray. All, all of you guys going with Taylor? Yeah. The three of us are going with Taylor. Unless you're talking about hair and there'd be Ian. But <laughs> he had the biggest impact on our hair game. But uh, Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, I'm going to go with Alex McGrath. Yeah, I knew that's what you were going. And I think that's fair. I mean, we, we've definitely seen that he's he's in the mix and he's a playmaker. I, I just, I don't know. Taylor, Taylor speaks to me. Oh no. Listen, like Taylor, Taylor gray has the, just the way he plays the way like he finds the game, whether he comes short or he's, he's looking to get in behind um, and it gets on the end of stuff. Like he's been, he is, he, his game has elevated so far, mm-hmm. so farther forward than, than I knew he had. And I think that most of the league knew he had, I mean, Bobcats cut this guy. Yeah. Bobcats cut it. Yeah. And I think that was just really great business from, from Rod, uh, identifying a player that, that was cut by another team and bring him, uh, and, and making him a focal point for, for us. Um, but your stri- Taylor, Taylor Gray with a stripling w- shout is, is, is pretty, <laughs> is pretty solid. Too. Yeah. Well, I'm going with Alex McGrath for mine. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, I think stripling is, is mattered a whole lot in terms yes. of, yes. Uh, his, and like, he's for me, he's not a center back. Right. Uh, I I think in Rod's original system, kind of the Christmas tree, he's one of the eights. Mm-hmm. I think in this current system, he's probably he's probably a six. Yeah. Uh, but the way that that Frankie and, and and Colin are primarily playmakers from the center back positions, uh, I'm not I'm not at all like I'm, well, I'm very to, very happy. That, I have to admit, I was worried the first game he played as center back. I was like, I don't know that he's a center back i mean and 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 he's just really basically shut me up for the rest of the for the rest of the time he's been there yeah uh alex mcgrath four goals and uh two assists and one hockey assist for me like as second you said you said uh ian sarah as ian sarah goes this team goes i think it's i think it's more mcgrath than anything um because his his one of the interesting things that mcgrath does is uh, and I mentioned this in I think in a different context, but he knows when to drop deep to pick up the ball, dribble at ten yards, and then make the next move. He can he can play in between the lines, mm-hmm. and and even when he plays as the six, but but usually when he's one of the two tens, his ability to know when to go forward when some of the other forwards are dropping deep really confuses defenses. And this happened a lot in the Flower City Union game, the first time he played in Rochester. He was constantly getting in behind. And it caused them all kinds of problems because they just lost track of him. And 
Um, obviously, he had the goal on on Wednesday, uh, mm-hmm. the only goal two in goals. that game. Uh, <laughs> yeah, two. yeah, two. I mean, and honestly, <laughs> like that was a it was, it was a bad offside call. That's, that's two good goals. Um, so I I think as as we go, uh, especially in in terms of getting the ball out, like when when we get when we get vertical really well, and when Brett Jones gets a lot of space. Oftentimes, it's McGrath helping set up that situation mm-hmm. and, and launching yeah. the ball out. That's fair. Um, and, and and that's not to, to discount some of the other rules. Like we talked about Colin already. Like Ian Sierra's played a, a huge part. Mm-hmm. I think Travis Ward, who wasn't who wasn't mentioned in this list. Yeah, I've been I've been going back. Mentioned on the list because more than half the team. Was yeah, <laughs> and I'm honestly I'm surprised that no one mentioned KG. <laughs> Well, yeah, you know, no, I mean, I, I'm surprised I, I, no one brought that up. I, I agree, but like, I, I've been going back through and looking at, um, I, I'm working with Jed Henderson. Shout out Jed to track. Uh, he he he's been doing XG for for the team, mm-hmm. not like for the team, but like as a, as a project during during the course of the season. And I got curious about with, with the Richard Dixon hockey assist uh, <laughs> off that corner for the Greg Stratton Secondary goal. Assist. Hockey. Uh, <laughs> I, I've been curious, and so we've been going back through and looking at, at the shot data and, and watching the video in terms of who's getting the assist for these passes uh, or who's making the pass for these shots, whether they go in or not, Yeah, uh, and who's making those hockey assists. XG chain. Yes. Uh, and, and one thing that's, that has been showing up in the first few games that we've done at the beginning of the season, Travis Ward, whether it's an assist or, or the secondary assist, he is everywhere yeah. in, in, those, in those charts. And I wonder, I want, and this is not a criticism of, of Greg Stratton because I think he's played well. He's played well these last couple of games, uh, but like they're different players. Mm-hmm. Stratton is much more solid, I think, defensively, uh, and doesn't always venture so far forward. Travis Ward, you just never know where he's going to end up on the field, and uh, his when, when he he was involved in in a lot of build up stuff when he was on the right side of the field. When he's been on the left side of the field, I think that's when the offense took a. a a step up. Yeah. And I think we've just missed him yeah. since, uh, since he's been but, out with injury. Yeah. But, but left back continues to be freaking enigma for us. Like I, 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 Agreed. I have called, I have called it the, uh, the spinal tap drummer of the CFC team. I mean, it's just, but I, I, I want, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to having Ward back at the, at the left back. Yeah. I, I think it's unpredictability. Unpredictability makes our offense just have a little bit more dynamic. Uh, next question is, uh, another one from Fort Finley uh, needs flares. How do you think we match up with Cal United strikers? I haven't. I, uh, I haven't watched enough of them I know, to be, I to be I honest. Know. I, I really don't. They're, but they. Um, I mean, going. I, I think we match up okay for, with with what I've seen. Um, I think we're. I think we match up well with them. I, I think that. I think that's going to be. If a we're really on, fun when we're on. Yes. A really fun match to watch. I, even I mean I, I think we match up well with them. Uh I um but again but I, I have to say I've not really watched a lot of the West Coast game the West Coast Nisa games. I've just watched a handful and honestly I haven't paid as much attention to Cal United. I've done like some Twitter, you know, like after matches, I'll go look at Twitter just to kind of see what was in there. But I'm with you, Jim. I, but they I are deep. Feel, yeah. I mean, they, their depth is, I mean, they have the ability to, the, the, I think that where they, 
they're different. The difference is they have the ability to really change the game and change the way they play with the people they bring off the bench. And I don't know that we have we have that. Yeah, I mean, if we're going based on what I saw of them last year when we played, I would say the team we're fielding this year is a more even match with them. But I mean, I don't feel I don't have an existential dread going into our matchup with them. Oh, gracious, no. <laughs> so I mean, I feel like we're pretty evenly matched. I think a lot of it will depend on if we get into our heads and we get on the field, you know, I mean, it's not like we have a lot to prove, but we do have a lot to prove if you think about it, because we've done so well and we have got this winning streak that's going, um, that I hope that we keep that into the positive and don't get overly cocky uh, and just try to play a clean game. And yeah, that's kind of what I'm hoping for. But yeah, no, I don't feel, I think we're a pretty even match. I don't, but I mean, maybe I would feel differently if I go and look at some of Cal United's, you know, match footage. But, you know, I think that that would just make me, you know, antsy. So. I think I, I think they're going to be tough. Yeah. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think that they're a full step above us or that we're a full step above them or anything like that. I think, it, I think it's two good teams um, in, that, in that both of those matches are going to be dogfights. Cal United likes to keep the ball like we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they have shown an ability to... Uh, similar to us, they can break you down in multiple different ways, whether it be on the like kind of through them, around them, or over them. Um, they're, they're pretty well balanced. They're definitely deep. Uh, and, and when some of the senior players don't get it done, they roll out 15-year-olds, and they're still just as competitive. Um, so like they're going to be they're going to be a handful. They've got some incredibly good individual players. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I think it's a I think it'll be two great games. And I think. If you look at the league as a whole, at least so far in, in this first half, if you're predicting that it's Cal United and Chattanooga in the final for the league, I don't think that's a crazy prediction. Oh no, no, I don't think so. Either. At this stage, no, I, I was trying to go. I could. I mean, I could for the life of me. I couldn't remember what uh, what their what their draw was, and it was uh, L A Force. Was it? Was that L A Force? It was L A Force. They also they also drew against Valley zero uh, zero, but were awarded a. A forfeited okay. win. Okay. Um, speaking of the Nisa, the Nisa final, uh, the last, the last question <laughs> of this podcast yeah. from Fort Finley needs flares is, and again, we do not need flares in Fort Finley, but would, would the, uh, would the, the Nisa final in 2022 be the last game for us in this league? Which league are we in next year? He asks. We're going full on MLS. Remember <clears throat> another Southeastern team to bridge Nashville and Atlanta. That's yep. right. Yep, we're gonna be again. We're gonna be playing at Ingle Stadium with a dollar beer. I'm calling it now. <laughs> oh. Honestly, we should just end it on that. Like, I don't think it gets better than that. It doesn't get any better than that. In Shelley's dream of dreams, you know, no. endless money. Like, I don't. In in when was this? It was in November or December. Todd and I spent an hour and a half on a little bit of this topic, and it was one of the more painful conversations that i've ever had there are no good options um it's you know i'll just answer it it's hard for me to see us um anywhere but because i i just i'm i'm really i'm really skeptical that nisa is going to exist um and if it's not nisa it's got to be next pro i mean that's not necessarily what I want. I don't even know what I want, to be honest. I kind of want to close my eyes and have somebody make the decision for me. And then <laughs> I'll just open my eyes and go, oh, 
Okay. This L- is lucky for you, that actually is going to be how it that's happens. What, that's what dark yeah. games are for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I, I, I just don't. I, I, I have always been a really skeptic, a really skeptical of the idea that League One could happen. Uh, I don't see Nisa existing. If maybe in twenty three, if something happens. But so I, I just I don't I don't know how to answer that question really honestly without just going straight to next pro. Um, yeah, I, I thought about this question for, for a couple hours and I think, I think my answer is going to be a complete non a complete non answer, <laughs> solid politician style. Okay, um, lobbyist. And, it, and it's basically this, whether CFC is in MLS next pro next year, whether CFC is in NISA next year, whether NISA, uh, CFC is in league one next year, um, or hell, an amateur team next year. Whatever. I don't think that. I don't think that one's likely at all. But like, whatever, whatever the options could be, and whatever the options are, I think the important thing is that CFC is still going to be CFC. We're still going to put a men's team and a women's team out in the field. We're still well, sure. going to be yeah. involved in the community. Right. We're still going to try to make this 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 city, this town, this community better through soccer. Yeah. And as long as long as we are still CFC, I don't give a damn where we play. Yeah, I mean the league yeah. has never the league has never been the the league's never important. been a, important no. to us. It's just where we play. I mean, it's just, you know, so I yeah, like I said, I if I could if I could go to sleep one night, wake up and the decision has been made, all right, all right. So, now I know who we're going to be playing against. Yeah. yeah. And I think just because of the tenure and the longevity of this team, Regardless of where we end up, we're gonna have some familiar faces that we play with. Oh yeah, and we're gonna make the best of it. I'm I'm with you, Matt. I think that honestly, at the end of the day, we're gonna end up in the league. Bunch of cowards. That, no, well, I already told you my first prediction. You don't believe oh, me. What was your first prediction? The real MLS. Oh no, that was <laughs> shut up. Okay. That's not nice. <laughs> no, honestly, we're gonna be we're gonna be the only league on team in <laughs> North America. We're just gonna. I I do love the Canadian Premier League. That we're would, yeah, that would we're be just amazing. gonna end up playing. We're gonna be at La Liga. That's where we're going. No, I think yeah. we're EPL. We're gonna be the stateside EPL. Team. No, I mean, do you want my real prediction? My real prediction yes, is real we, prediction. we ride NPSL till it dies. NPSL. As long I mean, you mean Nisa? Nisa. I mean, Nisa. Sorry. As long sorry. as it's not as, as, long, as long as it's a, like I'm still actually beating. As, as we'll stay as, until we have to well, make we'll decision. We'll stay until we have to leave. And that's really what I truly believe. Honestly, at the end of the day, as long as we're in the league that doesn't collapse and that still lets us keep our identity, that's where we're going to end up in 2023. And whether that's MLS next, if that's staying in the dumpster fire of NISA, um, I don't know, because I don't see USL being a viable option. Right. It's not. Ter- what, I mean, because I mean, yeah, territory rights, all of that. I just don't see it happening. But, you know, there's a lot of things that have happened. Stranger things so, have happened. Well, that's the thing. I'm not going to say never, but uh, yeah. If the landscape looks as it looks now, it does, we, we're going to stay in, in NISA. If NISA folds, then we're going MLS Next Pro. Yeah. And, and I, I think that's just because that's the only route that we can see right now. The most logical it's thing. The most, it's the most logical route, and probably fiscally it makes the most sense. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, if NISA can make a turnaround, i.e. everyone that there gets fired, and we bring, <laughs> and we bring in competent <laughs> business people, you know. But then it wouldn't be NISA. But then it wouldn't be NISA. I mean, I, I've enjoyed saying there's, that, so NISA. There's one answer you guys haven't said yet. Bring on the NASL. Oh, Jesus. 
3.0. Shabby, uh, if the people want to find you on social media, where can they find you? Find me on Twitter at ShabbyBell, S-H-A-B-Y-B-E-L-L-E. Jim? Uh, you can find Mute Me, Block Me uh, on Twitter at Chattagooner. You can find the podcast at 423SoccerPod. Shelly? You can find me on Twitter at ShellyAirs82. That's Shelly without the second E. You can find me on Twitter at WhiskeyIsFine. You can find me on Instagram at IamCaniglio. You can find the podcast on uh, Twitter and Instagram, Section109Pod. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, thank you to uh, Shelly, Shabby, and Jim uh, with, with the 423 Soccer Podcast. You can listen to all their stuff wherever you find podcasts. Uh, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, this has been fun. Absolutely. This has been fun. We'll do it again uh, probably towards the end of the season, maybe this time on, on uh, y'all's, y'all's channel. You know what we should do? We should uh, record some footage in the in the stands to, to interject in there. We should do like a live podcast while the match is going <laughs> on so that you can hear Matt and his uh, – We haven't done live, but we have done it from the stands after the – We have. We did the, that. Yeah. One of the Guatemalan teams. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think you want a live team. podcast with yeah. me saying fuck all the time, but that's just to well, remains to be seen. Well, we'll have you on our OnlyFans site soon. So that's oh, God, no. <laughs> and with that, thank you, everybody. Thank you.